Soldier right. Boy. Hey, don't say just like Lonzo Ball. All right. Hey, Drew. Also, don't say. Oh yeah, 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 he was trying. He couldn't defend himself. Bro, also don't say "Let's go" in the baby voice. We're, we're gonna but talk about the baby. saying that like before the song, like "Let's go." Yeah, but we're gonna talk about the baby in 2020. So, okay. respect, respect, respectable, respectable, respectable. No, the baby's done. I, I, I you know, sometimes I wish our podcast had video with it because I'm outside and my. Do y'all hear the plane in the background? God. I'm at Randolph right now. Yeah. But um uh what's it called? Sometimes I feel I wish we our podcast had a video because y'all should see my y'all see my setup right here. I got my peanut butter and and uh, and honey oat with my Dasani next to it. It's a good setup. Every time We're you now. every time you go in the pod, you literally are in a weird situation. Like you never can be in a normal now. setting. No. <laughs> The shop. No, 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 but, but, but look at it. Why do you have peanut butter? Outside eating peanut butter. <laughs> no, no, no. Peanut butter and honey oatmeal. I'm in my cub, Duffy. Ooh. No. No, no. You know, but, hey. but what, what episode this is, is 10, this? Episode 10. Yes, sir. 10. All right. Episode 10. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're starting off with another serious topic. Um, so we got a lot to get into. But uh, start with uh, it was what Sunday night when uh, Jacob Blake was shot by the uh, yeah. by the police. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So uh, Sunday night, Correct. Jacob Blake was shot seven Correct. times by the police as the police uh, uh, let him get into his vehicle. Um, I just you know I won't get too much into it. Just want to know y'all start starting off. What, what how did y'all feel? Well, we'll we'll start with Miles. Miles, go ahead. Uh, well, first I feel. I'm, well, my first thing is I'm happy he's alive. Um, yeah, that's, that's the most. Yeah, he is alive. Yeah, that's that, the yeah. most important thing to me uh, out of this yeah. situation. Uh, the fact that he's alive is a miracle. Nonetheless, situation is still horrible. Um, but if there's any light I can see out of it, is that um, especially how close range it was. Yeah, right there. Um, that's the that's one thing. Uh, but my thoughts right. on it is this. It's it's the same as last time. It's it seems like this cycle never is. Um, like we do all this, we do we do all this fighting, all this protesting, all this these efforts to our voices be heard, and still, for some reason, unarmed. Well, apparently he was he had a knife in the car, but he didn't have any still possession when it black, happened, so he was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't on his possession. That's like that's like after the fact yeah. analysis, which we'll get to like but, the reaction and then Twitter and opposition later. Yeah, so but that's yeah. an after action I mean, thing, so that doesn't even justify anything, you know. From there, there's the fact that a black man still is deemed as a threat with nothing on him. However, in if I could be wrong, somebody correct me. But in the same city, a young white man killed four people and he wasn't shot or harmed but an unarmed black man walks to his car and is shot seven times and by the grace of God he's still alive but that's not the point. The point is that his life could have ended right there in front of his kids while walking away from the police while another young man who's white committed a crime that created four counts of murder or whatever you want to call it. I don't care what it's called. And he walks away as if nothing happens. 
as if we just got stopped for like speeding or something. So. <clears throat> no, nah, it's it's crazy. It, it's real crazy because yeah. Jacob Blake wasn't even the reason why the cops were there. Mm-hmm. He was there de-escalating a situation. He gets caught up in a situation. And whatever happened, again, the thing about social media yeah. videos, you only see a 10-second clip or a 30-second clip. So I don't know exactly what transpired. But even if they had an altercation between him and the cops, as a police officer, you shouldn't give anyone the opportunity to put your life at risk. So full transparency, I understand why, as a cop, you wouldn't trust someone opening a door and reaching in because your life is on the line. And at the day, end of the day, you got to come home, too. So procedure-wise, you should apprehend yeah. that person before anyone has a chance to put your life at risk. So you- no matter what devil's advocate you can try to play, the cops are wrong in a situation. And then for them to and add, it, escalate it, it, to the point to where the you point shoot someone point, yeah. point blank, action, seven times in the back, you try to kill that man. On. It's like, oh, he had a knife in the under the seat. Cool. That still doesn't mean anything to me, even if he pulled it out. Because guess what, buddy? Y'all both have guns and other forms to d- detain or hurt this or injure this man. Y'all, y'all have there was three of them. Y'all and have, all three of y'all got guns on you. I don't think that knife is that and, knife ain't gonna kill any of y'all. I promise you. Shoot, you shoot a, and then, and they're not they're never afraid to get he's physical. Not, he's not doing nothing to you. He, he, and this is the first time that, you know. But here's the thing, though. They're not afraid to get physical. No, I mean, literally, they're not afraid to get physical with you. So why didn't they try to apprehend them? This would be a non-story. All the, you know, after-action implications that are happening right yeah. now with sports and people and around also, the nation, it would not video, have happened if the cops did their I first job. Watched it, I didn't realize the cop pulled his shirt at first. So, I mean, it was almost as if his goal... Now, this is my interpretation. I mean, y'all can say differently. It was almost as if his goal was to pull him closer to try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm reaching. Maybe I'm reaching, but he pulls. He maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe they was also doing such like there isn't a, a a situation where things are happening rapidly. So I don't know if he's doing that to yeah. increase the lethality yeah. because you don't need any more lethality when you're three feet away from someone shooting. But I think they're also an attempt of trying to grab him. But it all just happened way too fast. And then again, you don't know what this person's doing because like if again if you guys are cops. You'd be like, oh, yeah, but- shit, this guy, this guy might bring out a gun. He might try to kill me now. You know what I mean? So I, I understand what happens in that right. split-second moment, I, I mean, on the, on but I don't thing, understand why they would get to that all, Not every cop is the same, but I've seen a video the same day this video was released of a white man doing just as worse, actually doing way worse than what um, Blake did. He... Reached to his car, grabbed a gun, and pointed at the police officer. And the police officer just pointed his gun, didn't shoot, and tried to try to de-escalate the situation by then. And, so I mean, but well, that's the thing. Yeah, they're they're more yeah, afraid but, of but he did At that same point, he, didn't, he let the dude that, get dude. to. He let the dude go from pointing the gun at him to getting in his getting into the police car, not his car, but the police car. And then he, 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 he got to multiple stages before the other police officers arrived. Listen. And his first instinct... Now, I could be getting the video wrong just a little bit, but... That's crazy. The main idea of the video is he pointed a gun at the cop and was not shot. And then he did... For, he continued to do more stuff afterwards and still didn't get shot. However, the black man went to his car and got shot and seven my- times. The white guy did not get shot once 
or anything. Not tased or anything. Maybe he was tased before. I don't but know. But he did. Is, no, actually, no. The cop tased him. And the thing is, though, point blank, period. That he basically, yeah, he went to his car, everything like that. But as a police officer, your job is to read the area, know what's going on in the area. It's three of y'all. It's not like you alone by yourself, y'all. In a, in, y'all are not. You're not by yourself in at three in the morning on the side. No, of the road. you're not by yourself. No, it's three of y'all. Y'all in a. There are people out yelling at you. Uh, his, you know, the women that was fighting. I guess he's got three kids in the car. I don't think God's just gonna blatantly while his whole family's out there. His kids in the car. Gonna go grab a gun to air all three of y'all out, it, like just right there on the spot. I get it. It's you know everything's happening in a moment, but as a police officer, your job is to assess the area and what's going. That's literally a part of their job to assess the area. That helps make things safer and better. Because if you just point blank just shooting into a car, there are children in there. So you first of all, you didn't pay attention to nothing. So if some bounced off and hit a kid, then it's like I, things would be much worse for you. Mm. See, but but like, and 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 but that's what I think. I think if you, if you watch the video of him circling his vehicle, that the it just shows an extreme negligence and lack of care because you know, I mean, we all know, you know, he gets to his vehicle, then the police have a green light to be able to shoot. So the fact that kind of like it was said before, if you allow him to get to his vehicle, that just shows me negligence. That they almost you, you can only be per, it can almost be perceived. That you wanted a green light, yeah. Right? If yeah, you allow yeah, somebody yeah, to get to that point, yeah, do whatever you could do, right? Because now you can fight that it was justified. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. They're just they're just afraid of us, man. It, it, that's what it boils down to. Cops are afraid of black people, and they will do and anything for, in their power, and that's not to neutralize that's us not when they feel threatened. And I'm, and I'm starting blank. to see a lot of people. Point I don't blank. know what the hashtag that's going around. I forgot the name of it. I care less about it. It's like they're basically trying to justify <laughs> it, saying, oh, he was protecting himself. And same thing with the shooter, the guy who came up and started shooting at people when people was protesting or whatever they was doing. It's something that's going around that they're trying to, like, you know, he was defending There's no justification because, like, this guy was a vigilante, essentially. So he's not from this one to Continent area. He's from he, Illinois. He brought, he brought it to he's 17. It's illegal to own a firearm that he has at under the age of 18. And, so he's no, illegal on multiple no, lines. He's and he's like, protecting places that he has no ownership in. Either somebody did beat you up. Bro, you have an assault rifle. And who are you? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's like. It's like, oh, he was protecting himself. People were trying to attack him. Right. Well, bro, I see you around with an assault rifle for nothing. You ain't, you ain't no cop. And first of all, the cops don't even, most of the cops don't have what that man had anywhere. So it's like, I just see some teenager walking around with that. Oh, uh, yeah, well, let's handle this now before it gets crazy. So it's like, it's like, oh, he was protecting himself. Yep. He was getting attacked. Um, I would attack him too. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand the logic. I, I'm really confused. I'm generally confused by the logic. And people were like, just trying to justify it. And it was like, oh, all those people. That... And then I saw like, oh, they were out past curfew. Okay. And yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And that's what we're talking about. That's exactly that what we're talking anything. about. Is the primary thing isn't if it's justified, but it's the it's the escalation of force. It's the go from zero to a hundred. That's like the primary thing. And and also, 
a lot of the things that it's, I see it's on ridiculous. Facebook, I don't get it. Cop is just blatantly wrong, and there's not many things that can be said in his defense. What I hear is, well, you know, mm-hmm. a police can, you know, it's it's a tough job. You know, not you know, if they make a mistake or two, you know, Cove already made the analogy that some professions can't have the, uh, you know, can't have bad apples. But the thing is, is you know, if it's that tough of a job, somebody can do it. So fire the ones who can't and get the ones there. You, like, you can't just be okay with, you know, it's a tough job. They make mistakes sometimes. That's, like, that's okay. an excuse and a cop-out you can't keep using. Like, oh, it's a tough job. There's a lot of people yeah. with tough jobs that just don't decide, oh, I'm going to be negligent. And no. Just... I mean, the military is a tough job. That, that, you can't go out that, in the oh, field in Afghanistan and point a gun and that's just start a, killing, killing people because you'll be held accountable and the, immediately. And the thing, and the thing is, and that's all it is—is is holding people accountable. Nah, you're going to jail. I, I, in 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 most fields. Accountable. That's all it is. It would be much easier. Yeah. We're, nobody's asking. Uh, nobody's asking for anything that. Uh... No, you good? Yeah, you. Are you good? Hey, my bad. No, hey, no, this, we got a storm go- going on over here. I lost power. My, he lost. Hey, hey. But no, um, yeah, this, the storm that's going on in New Orleans is uh, part of it's hitting over oh, here. That, I, that's what I got released early from work for. So yeah, power just went out. So uh, yeah, but I I should be good. But uh-huh. anyway, as I was saying, uh, yeah, um, where was I at? My bad, guys. Dude, I don't even know. Yeah, nah, look, look, I, look. Bruh, you good? Yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's. Bro, yo, you were just talking about like how for people to be held you have to be held accountable. And, and, and as my mom said earlier about oh, like yeah, we understand it's not something that's going to end. It is, but once once you start holding people accountable, we can start lessening these events because once people, are, but it, as long as we kept let, let keep letting people keep going on with these cop outs and these excuses. Then people are just gonna go around doing what they want. Just be you airing out somebody with seven mm-hmm. bullets, uh, point blank range, just says to me, you know, you won't be held accountable. That's all it is. So that's that's how I think about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, you know what I think is funny. I, I think well it's crazy. Is, it's kind of similar. So we talk about accountability, like Drell said. I have a friend who works, and this is just this is just Walmart protection. But Walmart protection, those people that walk around amongst the, you know, who are just, who are actually Walmart employees, but they're dressed in civilian clothes and they're there to make sure nobody's stealing stuff. Yeah. Y'all ever heard of those people? Uh, yeah. They have a so so the rule is. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is the actual rule that if they accuse somebody, so if they, if they accuse somebody of stealing something. And there's evidence or if it, however they find out, if they go through their stuff or whatever, that they find out they don't, that they um, didn't steal anything, that person is automatically fired. That, that's a rule that they know once they sign with the job. So you talk about mm-hmm. accountability. They have literally one mistake. They think somebody so they make one mistake and they're done. They're like, look, you, you know, you may have been here for 10 years and caught 2,000 people. You made one mistake, you're, you're done. And so it's like, but that's a less that's a less stressed job than somebody who's far more accountable than quote unquote professionals. So the account mm-hmm. 
There is definitely if you re- if you really if they were really adamant about it, they really cared about it. Leadership, you know, Congress, if they were really adamant, changes can absolutely be made. Like you know, you can. It, no, it can. I think change definitely can be made, but people have to put stuff in the law. Right. Oh, Miles, you you uh you playing law or what? No, no, no. I'm uh <laughs> no, nah, I'm working on a suit. Uh, <laughs> moving some paint so I can get started. You know, Speedy Customs. Quick shout out, Speedy Customs. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm removing yeah, the paint on the suit. <laughs> it's not like playing Lotto. No, nah, uh, shout out, Speedy Customs, man. Just did my first giveaway. <laughs> not back to the regular schedule program. Wait, are we? Doing big things. Yeah, everybody. No, no, leave. no, in it. Oh, huh? my fault. I kept hearing like disconnect. Hey, y'all hear like, me? Y'all leave? All right, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Golly, man. Yeah, I can hear you. But bottom line, bottom line, it, it's, it's sad to see. And I wonder, is this the first time in recent history that someone um, has been I I know. a victim of police no, brutality, uh, but like survived? 90, uh, what's it called? Like, like multiple gunshots because like. Oh, recent, bro. Recent, not like. No, 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 no. I said re- uh, recent <laughs> history, not 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 thirty years ago. Like like within this past ten year span, you know, between Michael Brown and all the names that we know, most of them have been fired upon. They all were, like, mm-hmm. they all were killed. So he actually may have the opportunity yeah, to tell his own story. That's why. And, and hopefully, like, hopefully he's, he's not paralyzed or anything. And well, not permanently. I hope it's not a. Well, he. Is, I hear he is right now. But I, I I don't know. I mean, but but and, and it's like you're pick, picking the lesser of two. Yeah, I mean, it's better. I hope not. Not being here no more. So it's like it is what it is. But you, yeah, you ra- you you rather you rather have all your function. He, he can still tell a story. Since that was the card you were dealt, it's better than you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, can, can yeah. y'all hear me? All right, my fault. I'm, yeah. I'm what I, what I don't like, though, so the thing is, like, these situations give the world an opportunity to put people as martyrs, you know what I mean? And the thing is, when you're a cop and you play judge and executioner, you give people that opportunity. So now, since he has become this face of this new social movement or the ongoing social movement, a lot of people are digging into this man's history. They said he had warrants oh, out for his arrest. Need, he said he had and, sexual misconduct with minors, things of that nature. That that's understandable, and I understand if you're guilty of that, you need to be seen in the court of law. But the thing is, the cops didn't show up for that very reason. And second of all, if they but, found out that during the process, but also that doesn't make him a victim. That doesn't make him a target. Two things to kill. First, none of that even matters with the situation we're talking about today. And even and and, and, and second of all. That stuff floating on social media, I need to see it my doesn't. paperwork and I need to major before we can start because you know what the media likes to do and what, you know, the WT community likes to do is just throw out things sometimes and just skew the, mu- skew the media and skew people's perception so they can control what they want to say. Mm-hmm. So I saw a couple things floating around, but it looked like most of that was typed in people's right. notes on their phone. So I don't, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even like to say what allegedly he done. I know. Right. Hard paperwork. 
Yeah, even if that's the case, and, and if he's free, but even if, if even if that's the, the street, truth, though, it doesn't give anyone an excuse. It doesn't give anyone a justification. Time or whatever he's had to do. Oh well, but still. I, well, if it's a warrant, if it's a warrant, then you're you're. Yeah. But the thing is, but still, it doesn't give anyone the reason to be like, oh, I need to kill this person. You know what I mean? So I hate when the opposition goes on social media, and I, you know what. I might make this pledge today that I'm not going to respond to anyone on social media because, like, they're either bots or they're just too ignorant to understand. Because if you can't understand the human rights issues mm-hmm. between all the political BS and all the media media BS, right. then you're lost. I, that's and why you're Facebook never going to be educated at this point. I, I really Facebook is the least used uh, social media app on my phone because stuff like this, especially with recent times with COVID, and everything. Certain people are just so ignorant about certain things. I'd rather not. And I, and, but I've, I've, I really, I do not go back and forth with people on social media. You know? If you want to talk to me, we can it, talk. It's, 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 it's pointless. Like, it's if, a I, brick if wall. I have an issue about a topic, either you can call me because I'm never pressed enough to just be calling people like, oh, you said this on Facebook, said this on Twitter. Like, if you got an issue, then, hey, I'll be like, hey, call me if, if you want to be more educated on something. Or I just let people be ignorant at this point. It's like I'm, I would never go back and forth with nobody. Nothing, because they, mm-hmm. you're not changing nobody's mind. You're, you're not changing nobody's mind. So it's like it is what it is. And that's the thing. I always go in with the intention of hopefully being able to educate someone because, like, I'm not gonna come if I'm gonna respond to yeah. someone. I'm not gonna respond. I, I really want to see either where their mindset is, and I want to see where I can help skew it or help change it for the better, so that way I can push it closer to the facts. But that doesn't work, especially on Twitter, because everyone's stuck in their own box. And the thing is, that real conversation that could be had in reality would never happen because, in reality, if you're at work or in public, they would never say yeah. those type of things unless yeah, they had a gun even, on their waist. That's the only time they would say these it's like, bro, I, harsh, I, I know abrasive things. You know what I mean? I'm just like, bro, why would? I- you would not say that. You would not say that to me. You're not like I don't. You, I mean, you're comfortable <laughs> typing that in the comforts of your home, but you would nope. not say that if we was in Walmart and you and I was standing in front of you and I told you to repeat what you said. You would tell me, "Oh, I was joking. I was trolling, and I, it was a bot. It was all this." So it's like, yeah. So it's like, that, then I'm not going back. If you're not willing to stand on nothing, you yeah, the immediate backpedal. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah. What else we got on the uh, top topic? Nah. You know, I want because I, I think we pretty much got everything on now. So another one, another one of the topics is the uh, sports reaction to it, oh, the yeah. boycotting, the postponements of the sports, and all that, and the world reaction. So uh, J-Bo's not here at the moment, so um, I'll let Cove. I guess I'll do this. Cove, you can go first on like what are your thoughts and opinions of, like the NBA. And other sports boycotting practices and games. Um, at mm-hmm. first, it's like so. There's two different things. I applied everything. I applied mm-hmm. the awareness and the the pride, and then you know mm-hmm. the individuality between the league and everyone standing together and saying, "Hey, we're going to take control of this because we demand it. We can't just be. You can't like us just for mm-hmm. what our talents are. You got to like us for who we are. We're black men." And if it wasn't for me and my superior talent, I wouldn't be able, yeah. you know what I mean? You wouldn't see me as a different type of person. So I appreciate that. My thing is I want action yeah. behind all this. <clears throat> I want a plan. I want strategy. And I think that's why a lot of people were, uh, mm-hmm. according to the reports, a lot of people mm-hmm. in the league were pissed off 
that the Bucks just did this out of nowhere because they didn't give anyone a chance to strategize and talk about it and figure out what type of pressure they're going to put on people because they do have leverage. Um, but I applaud it at the end of the day, and I respect everyone's uh, path of going through the boycott or going through their social justice. Um, I just want um, anyone to have a plan and a path. Go, That's Drew, all I have to say for that I want to say a few things. Apparently, I could be wrong, but watching the first take this morning, they said last night after the meeting, after the meeting they had last night, that there was no plan mm-hmm. in play. Um, so I think, Cub, you said it, like, and you might have just reiterated it, but if you're going to boycott games and you're going to stop, like, you're going to boycott games, not play, and boycott practice, not practice, what are you going to, like, what's the purpose of doing it if no action is being taken? And I think, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, think, yeah like, you can sit down. Night, that's why, but, like, you got to do something. Girl, you can pick it back. Y'all can pay back after this. But I think last, like, this morning when they told, when the first take announced that um, last night after their meeting, there was no plan. What was the whole, what was the whole point of that four-hour meeting? Other than, other... well, the thing is, there. so Milwaukee, mm-hmm. so good thing for Milwaukee, they actually had a plan. And he was talking with Milwaukee mm-hmm. government leadership, talking to the attorney general, talking with the governor. And that's yeah. exactly what I said in the group chat. I was like, hey, I want this mm-hmm. to happen because it would be all for naught. They did that. Now, the league itself, I think they're, they're trying to put pressure on the owners. And they want the owners to do yeah. stuff. And the owners also had a, uh, a board of governors meeting. But other than that, there really wasn't any plan. And then even yesterday when they voted, and I don't know the ins and outs, but when the Lakers and the Clippers said, we're, we're going to boycott, and everyone said, we're going to continue to stay, what happens after that? Like, what were the Lakers and the Clippers going to do? Yeah. There was no other and then, action um, after that. But, again, it's all, like, for the moment, nah, too. Uh, I agree with Cub. There's always – I mean, anytime you're dealing with something as serious as racial issues and you're when you're trying to make a point, uh, you need to have a plan in place. You need to be organized and strategized. I understand this. And, you know, when it comes to when you're emotional about something, you're seeing some people's mm-hmm. emotions are already high. Uh, a lot of people, it's, I mean, it's the playoffs. A lot of people fighting to stay in the bubble or whatever's going on. So you got that on top of that, people away from their families. And I feel like some people kind of discount that they already got a lot of emotions going on, and then they see somebody get shot seven times in the back, and they understand they have yeah. a responsibility. And, and while mm-hmm. they've been in the bubble, it's been Black Lives Matter, this and that. So that adds on to the emotion of, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we got a game in an hour. So I understand it's like the win on a whim type thinking, like, hey, we got to do something. Uh, uh, what do we do now? Uh, uh, let's do this. Boom. I, I, I see where that mm-hmm. happened. But at the same time, all right, now you guys kind of dropped the ball on that. But where do we go mm-hmm. from here? Because, yeah, we cannot play. But it you put yourself – and you're putting a whole bunch of people at a at – a, at a, I, I don't know. I don't want to say um, – you're wasting other people's time, but a lot of people have put a lot into this because of a um, mm-hmm. what, what's the word when uh, when you when everything doesn't go your way when it doesn't is not going as planned. It's uh, put everybody else at a disadvantage and, and it puts them behind mm-hmm. the eight ball when you're not when because we already the bubble is mm-hmm. here because of something we didn't plan. The bubble is here because yeah. of things not going how we initially thought. So right. Mm-hmm. You're, are we gonna put things more behind because of something that happened that we didn't plan for? And I understand it's more important mm-hmm. than basketball. I agree with 
all the players saying that, yes, this this situation and trying to, you know, fight for this situation is more important. But how do we go about yeah. make, being effective with it instead of just, you know, messing up what we've already built to try to combat mm-hmm. something else that was handed to us that we didn't want to, we didn't expect. So I feel, and, and, and it's also people are there away from their families, uh, working jobs, putting together the floor, the janitor team, the sanitizers, the people doing, doing the coach. People doing the yeah, the hotel and, staff. There's a lot uh, going on. A lot of people. Cafeteria ladies there. So it's like there's a lot of people out here, and then all of a sudden y'all are like, hey, we're not doing this no more. Well, let's be more tactful. I think the job. I think the job can still get done, but how do we get yeah. our point across? How do we do this? How do we, hey Milwaukee? Y'all got on the phone with so and so last night. Perfect. That's action. That's what we. And, and y'all are. That's the state where everything happened. You get in touch with those officials. Cool. Let's do that. Hey, so and so. Let let's uh check on uh Mr. Blake's family. Let's do this, this, and that. Hey, let's go out. Hey, you call organize the city you're from. Organize the people. Uh, uh well, organize a protest. Boom, boom, boom. Let's do something. But but saying saying, hey, no, we're not playing. It's like and that's ooh, action. Hey, you got and that's action. Just, What's next? Everybody's just standing. That, that's a, that's just like me. I I everybody's in the house. In the house is loud. And obnoxious, and I and the neighbors tell me, "Hey, uh, quiet it down." I come in, I just turn off the lights and just stare at y'all, and then everybody's just staring back at me, and it's like, "Okay, what was that supposed to do?" We're going back to what right. we were doing. It, I didn't say, "Hey, yeah. y'all, hey, quiet down." Somebody knocked and said it's too loud. Now I just came in, turned off the lights, and stared at y'all. So it's like nothing really happened like that. I got y'all's attention, and I'm just staring at y'all. So I agree with Cuff, but I also understand. There's a lot. There's a lot. And even as PG, I, I thought about it earlier. Like PG said, he was going. He was dealing with stuff. Haven't seen his family. He's away, isolated. I understand. So there's plenty of emotions. People, you know, not playing well. Some people trying to, you know, accomplish a goal, win a championship. A lot on people's mind right now, and it's an uncomfortable situation. So you know, and on top of it, they they get mad when they see somebody uh, black being killed for no reason, just like us. So I understand the emotion behind it. I would never discount that or say, oh, they're dumb for doing it. No, no, no. I, I get it. But let's be tactful with it. That's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's every that's it right there, though. You just got to have a plan. Like, I, I appreciate everything. And same with Kenny yesterday. And a lot of people were in my mention yesterday on the topic of him leaving. I didn't understand it at the at first. You know what I'm saying? And again, I respect anyone's decision to boycott. I didn't understand it at first because, in my view, the players are doing the work. You, being one of the four most articulate people on that set, you can explain and articulate why the players are doing it. And you can provide a unique perspective as a black man and as a former NBA player explaining why they're doing this and why they feel this way and what they may hope to achieve out of it. And him walking off set didn't really make sense to me at the moment. But again, I understand emotions run high. And sometimes you're just tired of talking. So I get it. But I think that he had an opportunity to kind further like provide, what, uh, C-Web um, uh, I you know, his idea. thoughts on the situation. It, exactly. So other players were able to pick up that mantle, which I appreciate. But he could have did it as well. And that, that's all I was trying to say on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, yeah. the Internet is crazy. There's a lot of group thinking is either right or wrong. And if you are against one tiny aspect of someone's uh, yeah, you know, nobody greater group thing topics. Any. It was just like then it's gonna be hell better. for you. And and it's like a thing on Twitter where it's like, oh, 
you see somebody do something in the name of something, it's like, no, he's he's doing the right thing. It was like, well, I understand where your heart is, but what are we really accomplishing? No, some I think Twitter like people don't want to be more deeper with it. They're just sur- they see what's on the surface. They're like, oh, Kenny left. He, you know, he he did the right thing. Like he he's standing up. Let's, right. let's, that's the right way way to go, Kenny. It's like, well, well, he, well, what are we doing for real? Like, I, I get, I get it, Kenny. Like, you, if you don't want to talk, I saw he was clearly emotional. He cares. Nobody's saying, oh, Kenny's wrong. Kenny's dumb. No, but it's like, like let's mm-hmm. let's be smart about how we do things, so we don't, we're not, yep. not making progress. Let's do something productive instead of just being surface productive. So. And that's that's the thing. I, I need I like what was Kenny's plan? Like what if they start basketball on Friday or Saturday and Kenny shows up the next day? What did you do by walking out? What exactly did you gain for the for the for the greater cause by walking out one time and it you know what I mean? So that's why I was like, this looks good and it looks cool for theatrics and it looks good for the slight viral moment of today. What happens when he comes back? What did he do? What did he talk to? Like that man, like the funny joke was they said he drove all the way to the studio just to leave. And yeah. I was like, that's kind of funny. But, I mean, honestly, though, what was your plan? Because you saw everything that was brewing and happening the moment you got up yeah. there. So what, what what's next? And that's what I wanted to see. But it is what it is. It's funny, though, because the NBA is actually starting to play. Um, or they are going to play. Um, and that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm happy they found a decision. And yeah. uh, I just want to see what happens next yeah, with um, all the, everything that's going on. I'd like to give a shout-out to – the WNBA, uh, they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, Maya Moore was one of the first people I, we can remember who – I think she did it yeah. last year, actually. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. she, she like yeah. – she stopped the whole season. She literally yeah, stopped she the whole season. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think – was it like prison reform first and she, she did it, to free someone or something like first, that? I could be wrong about this part. At first, she didn't do it for like her, uh, her religious – like for her religious practices, like her being like a mentor in a religious group, and then she did it for uh, I think the prison reform. I could be, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but she did it twice. So, congrats to her, and she did it at the prime. This is not important, but she did it like the prime of her career as one of the most well-known women's basketball players, just to stop. So I think that's a big shout out to her. She does a big shout out to her. She goes hard. She goes hard, and the WNBA goes hard. Yeah. Like they don't get as much props, yeah. and they, frankly, they have more to lose than any NBA player because, again, they get paid yeah. baby their, their salaries are, you know, a fraction, a decimal compared to what the NBA players do, and they're willing to boycott and stand up and say whatever they feel. I mean, they didn't got one of their owners fired. He's an owner, a GM, who was, like, also a politician, yep. and she said <laughs> so something that they didn't like, to... and they got her out of there. And, so, and I'm really that's how proud of how both leagues are doing things in wake of all these different situations, even with COVID and everything that's been thrown at them. They've really been doing a good job. You know, guys like Roger Goodell and different guys like that could probably learn a thing or two from uh, basketball and women. I, I, don't, I do not know who's the commissioner for the WNBA off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but, you know, other leagues, MLB, all that NCAA, y'all are struggling. Y'all should probably look at uh, them. And, so, and not just for COVID and how to continue with the sport, but just dealing with uh, issues and listening to your athletes. They would be, it yeah. would be in their best interest to learn from Adam Silver and whoever the WNBA uh, 
Commissioner, yeah. My idea. Uh, another thing, another thing with the sport. So a lot yeah, of facts. sports are still either starting up or going on. Baseball, uh, they they postponed their games when the exception of the game that already started. They stopped in the seventh inning, which was the Yankees game. Um, but hockey has a black player. Uh, I just found this out this morning, and he has some words for his league not handling the situation. Um, so I guess all the leagues except hockey is really paying attention to what's going on because they That's didn't postpone any of the games that they did. Um, it's wild. So, like you said, it's okay. wild, but they don't have the pressure either, though. That's the thing. Their their fan base is white, white, and then their their and player how, population how, how okay. is probably three percent black. Hey, you know you what I mean? Do something. <laughs> mm-hmm. NBA, football, baseball—that's way different. But hockey, they they don't have nobody breathing down their throat talking about, hey, y'all why. We're 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 not gonna watch if y'all do this, or we're we're not gonna support y'all. We're not buying jerseys. It's like they fans, like they're yeah. like that. That black player needs to be the face because yeah. think about NASCAR. NASCAR did a complete one eighty. No one expected NASCAR to be like leading the charge of social justice, but one of their people with star power, Bubba Wallace, who's maybe half black or quarter black. He spearheaded the charge, so this what, 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 guy one, I, has to be the guy to demand change. Watch, but is he, but is hopefully, he has some star power, though. He needs to have some star power first. In an interview or something, or was that some, a different sport? I think that was. I, I think that was an NFL player. Oh. I, think that was an NFL yeah, I don't know. Player. I don't even know if this but, guy has star power. I don't know. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to say in relation to sports and um, what's going on in America? Uh, have a plan. Yeah. Bottom line, whatever they do, have a plan. That's it. Same for politicians. Politicians, like, it's election year. You need to start thinking of actual policy, not yeah. talking points, not gotcha moments. You need actual policy points that you will plan to institute because even on the, even on the Democrat side, you can't mm-hmm. just say we're going to, you know, seek out these rights. We're liberal, et cetera, et cetera. You need actual policy because all this stuff has been happening. And some of it has been on your watch, and there has been no policy. Yep. So that's what um, we need. We need plans. We need action. Well, like I said, we will continue to hope change is coming because uh, we definitely need it more than anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully those people with a lot of voices than us can make their voices heard to those with power. Um, that's all we can hope for right now. Um, next, I want to just quickly just say we should all keep – the state of Louisiana and the other states that are affected by this hurricane. Um, yep. and our thoughts and prayers, especially Drell Max. and Jordan, who just left with us. Um, their families and their situations are impacted. They were forced to move. So we just want to give a warm heart and warm welcome arms to support them. Yeah. Uh, I will say, thank God it wasn't as bad as it we because i you know the reports yeah. are saying that this is mm-hmm. about to be a category five storm worse than katrina yeah. Yeah. so far there's a lot of property damage yeah but it doesn't it's seem like the flooding and the, the loss same, of life is super I, high I at the moment and i hope that stays the same time, so i hope it doesn't get past mm-hmm. a couple buildings that can be rebuilt it goes that far so yeah yeah, yeah. right and, and you, you got insurance yeah, for that, but you don't like have insurance that. for lives and things of that nature. I also want to say, uh, now, I hope with any type of relief of the hurricane that 
they do a better job than Katrina. And I, I mean that seriously. It sounds like some people could take that as like a oh, no, 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 no. You guys I, probably wouldn't. I, but... Firsthand, I could tell you that, I mean, especially with now being things with we've got more technology. Things. I have a text message mm-hmm. actually from USAA that had just sent like mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago. They were like, hey, if you've been affected by this and that, please contact contact us immediately because we see you're in an immediate area that can be affected. Like they said mm-hmm. that like 10 minutes ago. So, I mean, we got, it's, it's not 2005 anymore. Cause I, I vividly remember, uh, wait, waiting in, uh, FEMA and Red Cross lines and different things like that, helping other family members and friends, like in they houses filled up with water and water snakes and, yep. uh, businesses and restaurants being on. So, I mean, but now, I mean, we're how many years removed from that? So, I mean, well, they, they, yeah, years, they should be yeah. a lot more progressive as far as that. We, it's, we have no excuse not to be as far as, you know, our resources now. So, yeah, uh, hopefully. Yeah, that's why, those. that's what I'm saying. I hope we use our resources to its full capabilities and its full abilities. Um, just because, I mean, we're all supposed to be one country. And we shouldn't let this tropical storm or hurricane divide us as it did back in the day. Uh, not, it, it didn't divide us completely, but it divided us to mm-hmm. a point where shouldn't. we've seen the true size of our power and our leadership. Um, I hope it doesn't get to that. I hope we take care of it pretty quickly like they did the storm in Texas. Um, granted, that was also with the help of like some superstars, like uh, high-profile celebrities, but I hope the same support gets sent to mm-hmm. those southern states like Louisiana. Um, that's just my take on that. Uh, nah, and I think it is good. And then the thing is, with Katrina and everything else, I think older folks, mm-hmm. most older folks understand, and I guess anyone for that matter, yeah, the power and evacuation and the importance of it. So yeah. hopefully, the people more more people evacuated than not. So that way. That's why the death count is low and things of that nature. So uh, hopefully people are doing that. And the people that did say, mm-hmm. hopefully they have the so, technology yeah, available uh, to get help rapidly. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cub, but back when Katrina happened, not a lot of people evacuated. Correct? Like, uh huh. I don't. I don't think so. I don't yeah, think a lot of people evacuated. Look, and, then, and after the fact, the FEMA help didn't come I, as swiftly. I, Bush really didn't do a good job at the time of really conveying the uh, seriousness of it. And that's just my opinion, just from actually living in it. I don't think Bush mm-hmm. did a good job yeah. of getting the people prepared for that. And I know it was a I remember I vividly remember actually the day and moving to Memphis like that that day because we my mom they mm-hmm. took it serious and my my dad had to stay behind to help with relief and stuff like that at the base and things like that. But uh, yeah, so I mean. Some people, I, I know a lot of family members and family friends, they did, They were just like, oh, it's just, you know, we, we live down here, you know, New Orleans, Mississippi, like, oh, we're on the coast. It, it is, but it's just another storm. And they, yeah. it, unfortunately, it didn't bode well for most of them. But, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, nowadays, I think people tend to take those things more serious. Seeing what happened, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that long ago. Most people, you know, kind of remember it. And there's things that still show you the remnants of that so it's like yeah we should probably take this a little bit more serious I agree right and I'm I'm glad it seems like, like most that. people are doing that um, so we'll see now let's go to our next topic we can talk about so Monday was 824 which is 
Kobe Bryant Day, and Sunday was his birthday. Also, Tuesday was Cubs' birthday. Shout out to Cubs. birthday, Cubs. Um, so, if you guys would like Appreciate to uh, share probably one of your few or maybe one or two of your favorite Kobe moments, whether that's like a game or an award or a speech or any type of way that something that resembles or something that you can remember him by. Um, Cubs, you can go first since you are a Lakers fan. Yeah, you can go yeah. first. You can share one memory, two memories. You can give us a yeah. I don't care. You can just give us your, your <laughs> I got Kobe movie. and what he meant for you in the last in your I got lifetime. Gotcha. I got I got hella memories. Uh, I mean, the mm-hmm. most recent memory, obviously, was the the sixty point game. Um, I, I'm a giant Kobe fan. I'm I'm the largest Kobe fan, probably to you know to a lot of people. Um, and I was expecting him. I mean, his season he only averaged maybe like seventeen points per game that mm-hmm. year. I thought he's gonna score twenty, and it'd been yeah. cool. And it, it didn't start off that well in the first place. But then you know, second quarter, mm-hmm. man starts getting hot. Has like thirty some points. And then the second half, he keeps going and going, and then all of a sudden the game is close. And then they win the game, and it's not even a game that's playoffs. a BS yep. game because the Jazz needed to win that game to get in the playoffs. So it's like, man, this man scored 60 points, and he had multiple clutch buckets. I'm like, man. Yeah. And you can yeah, see, too, because he played maybe 25 yeah, minutes was, a game that season. He, he was, and he was tired. He was dead. I was like, nah, this is – I've go never seen Kobe like, like that. Way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. That game, I go back and watch it. I watch it at least once yeah. every month, to be honest. So it's like, yeah, me yeah, too. So it's like, it, it, he was so so tired. Mm-hmm. He was breathing heavy. I, I think the third quarter he was done for. I think he it, he was literally done for. But like his eyes, he was just like, no, nah, I got I right. Gotta, I got to finish this a certain type of way. Yeah, that's. It's... Mm-hmm. And he did it, bro. I, was, I I get chills thinking about it every time. It's like. That is ridiculous. Um, that's but that's just one moment out of many. The All Star games, uh, the the championship run, the second time going around, like it was just fun to watch those moments. And it, it was good being a Lakers fan because I lived in Texas, and they always had the late game. And at that time, I knew I could yeah. go to bed at eleven and know that they were going to pull it out because the chemistry between him, Powell, and all the role players, Derek Fisher, Lamar Odom, great times. Um, Kobe Bryant's a great, and I, I just love watching him play and. It's funny because we always talk about LeBron, Jordan, all that stuff. With Kobe in the game, with the last minute, I'm comfortable because I know he's going to try to make the play to score. And a lot, and some, most of the time, he will make that play. He will score. He will hit the buzzer beater. Um, and that's why I love the thrill of watching him late in the game because I knew he was going to mm-hmm. find a way to get a bucket. And I, I love seeing that. So, RIP to the GOAT. It's still surreal. Uh, I'm going to send you on the group chat uh, an interview I watched when he was 18. And it's like, man, he was determined. Good. Even as an 18 year old, you look at 18 year olds now, dudes goofy, you know, joking around. Like, he was about business. It's from the jump. So I, I appreciate everything he's done. Mama mentality is more than just a court, a court mm-hmm. mentality. You can use that mama mentality in life, in school, in work, mm-hmm. anything. Cause it's all about focusing on the task at hand, crushing that task, and finding a new task. To be uh, with and that's Kobe, all it's all about. It's a, re- a lot of memories, like Cubs said, I've been deep, I've been a big basketball fan since I'd probably say about four. I remember getting a book. Uh, Shaq, Shaq, I'm going to preface this. Shaq is my favorite player of all time. Shaq, it's just something mm-hmm. about Shaq when I was a kid. And and the thing was with Shaq, I mean, at the time, obviously, Kobe was his teammate. And 
with them, it was like a hand to hand thing. So it was like, if I'm a huge Shaq fan, I'm a huge Kobe fan, even when they was beefing and all that. Yep. But it's like for them to, for Shaq to be successful, I mean, you got to have Kobe too. So you had to be a Kobe fan. But I just always, even as a kid, it was something like his, the way he walked and the way he like just carried himself. I was like, nobody else is really doing that. I mean, because we had just missed the Michael Jordan era. And I wasn't really doing my, you know, history at the time. I was just in the moment. You had AI, so much going on. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I'm focused on these guys. So it's like, yo, this dude, Mm -hmm. he's just walking around with this swag and this little grin on his face, and he's doing these different things. And then also, it's just like I started getting books, doing little book reports on Kobe, uh, getting all – I have so many DVDs in my crib now, all basketball DVDs. got Kobe. We got everybody. Mm -hmm. I got all the slam Kobe books, everything. So it's just his attitude, mentality. My favorite Kobe play is actually the play against Portland to take them to their first finals in 2000 when Kobe crossed. Uh, it was Scotty. It was Scott. No, no, it was Scotty at the top of the key. Was it Scotty or Bonzi uh, Wells? Cross, 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 gets past him, throws up a lob to Shaq, and it's like, yeah, Shaq, you know, finished the dunk, whatever, cool, sent them to the finals. But if you know Kobe, Kobe wanted. Kobe probably wanted to hit him with the cross, 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 and then pull up. <laughs> honestly, so my thing was, it's like, yeah, you if you know Kobe, right. you know what he wanted to do, but he went and made that historic play, and that started off they run, I, I, obviously, and I think they were gonna win the game regardless. But that that's like the iconic play from that game. So it's like you know what Kobe probably wanted to do, wanted to go out with him being like, yo, Kobe hit that last shot. But it's like he got to the lane, could have threw up a floater, could have did anything, and he, he tossed it up to Shaq and let Shaq get that credit. But, you know, he made the play. He got to the basket, did what he had to do. So that's probably my favorite Kobe moment, along with Yeah. And that's why I love that duo, too, though, because they respected each other. Like, even even without all the noise, all the beef and all that stuff, they still knew. And Shaq will talk about yeah, it, too. Yeah, even with that – Kobe was all about business. I was about business, uh, and we knew we were going to win the game. And they respected each other. Just because it's like, in my opinion, they're like the greatest. They're my favorite sports duo Mm -hmm. ever. It's not going to change. I don't care who comes, who's been passed. Like, and even sometimes people can argue against it. Oh, they they didn't accomplish as much as they could have. Cool. But as far as my lifetime and what I watched and what I enjoyed, that's just those those two together. But Kobe, that's my favorite moment. Uh, Miss him. Appreciate him. Uh, as Cuff said, my mentality that's like that, it's actually on my wall. Like, as soon as I wake up, I can see it. Like, as soon as I like physically get up, but yeah, Kobe, it's just a respect type thing. It's like one thing you don't have to like. Like, I grew up like my dad's a big Michael Jordan guy, big as much old, as most old heads are, you know what I'm saying? And his thing was all oh, Kobe, Kobe's just self. I just remember as a kid, like, man, this man Kobe don't mm-hmm. ever want to pass the ball himself. He, he did this and that, Mike would have did it. <laughs> But it's like, but it's like, is he getting the job done? Like, I was, that was my, I've never had, you know, my thing is you got to respect it. And even my dad say, is especially recently with, you know, the loss, he's like, I ain't going to lie, man. You, you have to respect it at the end of the day. You don't got to like Kobe. I, none of his teammates, I guarantee, none of them probably enjoyed their time with him, but they do appreciate their time with him and respect it because I'm sure that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't for any of and they knew what they were there so for. It like, wasn't for games. It wasn't a lot of stuff. It's like, we're here to hoop. Where you could have been at. You could have been somewhere else goofing off and doing different types of things. But 
he put a different fire fire in the people he played with. And if he didn't, then you probably weren't there long. So I respect that. So that's what that is. Cool. One of my favorite Kobe moments. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm not gonna say a 60 point game because you took it from me. But that one, um, I'm gonna briefly say, I'm briefly talk about that one. That one was crazy. Uh, because I remember the broadcaster saying, uh, Kobe, the coach wanted Kobe to only play a certain amount of minutes that game, and then turns out he played almost the entire second half, if not the whole second half. Um. And drop sixty. Uh, it's crazy because before that game, like at school that day, I was telling my friend, I was like, "Yo, Kobe might drop forty, like in his last game." He was like, "Kobe, wait, he ain't dropping forty. I was like, "Hey, bro, I'm just saying he might drop forty. He, he, I mean, he may shoot hundred shots, but he dropping forty. And I told my, I told my dad that too. I was like, "Dad, Kobe might go for fifty or forty. Right. And I, just, I, didn't I, don't think know, was, I, I didn't think it was gonna be a big thing because during the season he didn't do much. So I was sitting there saying. Oh, yeah, like I was like, oh, he might, he mm-hmm. might get a thirty ball and call it a night. He didn't have that much right. in the tank. He averaged mm-hmm. like fifteen points a game. He on his last leg. He had all these injuries. Yeah. Bro. I was like, but you know, everybody's gonna stand up. He probably gonna leave at the like, you know, third quarter. Be done. Sit down. Watch the young guys. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, let Utah try to get in the playoffs. Something like that. <clears throat> That's what I was thinking at the time. But uh, yeah. So I was watching it and then. He he got 60, and I was just like, yo, that's that's ridiculous. Um, it blew me because they played the Warriors 73rd win game on yep. and ESPN. And they were playing, and that one was on ESPN. Yeah, they too. were playing my they, they were playing the Grizzlies. We were already in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then I was I'm gonna be honest, I after the first quarter of the Grizzlies Warriors game, I was like, they're they're gonna get this record on us. I gotta watch Kobe. Like I was going back to Kobe, forward, yeah. but I was, I was like, I don't care. It's our last game. We're in the playoffs, and they're gonna beat nope. us this game. I was like, yeah, the, they're gonna get the record. I gotta watch the Kobe game. So after, so right, yeah, I didn't watch. It I either. didn't watch that game. I didn't, I didn't watch the Warriors game. So growing yeah, <laughs> up, even. as you guys know, I'm I am and was a LeBron fan. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, probably until about eighth grade, maybe. That's when I finally started to not hate Kobe anymore. Uh, I used to uh, I used to hate him back in the day because he was better than LeBron, um, and I hated to admit I was like, nah, like I knew he was better than LeBron, but I, I didn't want to believe it, so I was like, nah, he's not. I used to tell myself that up until about eighth or ninth grade, I was like, nah, Kobe actually he's he's great. But one of my favorite moments is against the Raptors in the season mm-hmm. where he tore his Achilles. That Raptors game, they were at home. They were down. Bro. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. No, he went hard. Yeah, because he was body six, in the water. Maybe, I could be wrong. Maybe six, like a minute left. And I remember because uh, we had a basketball game that day. I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but we had a basketball game with, um, Coach, with Coach Mark. And uh, I was talking to, I think, JJ or Mark. I was like, hey, man, Lakers about to lose. They ain't going to the playoffs. And they were like, bro, you know who's playing? I was like, the Lakers. He's like, yeah, with Kobe. That, that was that was the right, Dwight man, Howard year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then that's when they was they was losing, and yeah. bro, Kobe played forty minutes for like and, uh, ten games straight, and that's why I didn't. I didn't Achilles. physically watch the game. I watched the the end of the. I watched like the last, like the replay of it eventually. But all I remember is the next one because because we were playing a basketball game because we were in Japan so at that time it was the time for our game, and I remember getting notification later on that the Lakers won, 
I was like, bro, there's no way that LA won. And I go to I go straight. I didn't go to ESPN. I went straight to YouTube. I typed in Lakers Toronto. And I and the first highlight, it wasn't the game highlights. It wasn't Kobe's full game highlights. It was Kobe's last minute and a half of that game highlight. And from him doing that wild pump fake three, boom. I was like, all right, this dude's ridiculous. And then the announcer saying LA gotta score quick and get a quick bucket. With like 27 seconds left. Kobe got the quick turnaround three. I was like, bro, there's no way. And then he tied the game with the pump fake and the shot drip. Oh my gosh. I was like, bro, you know what? This that dude is not giving up. And that was crazy to me. I I probably watched that one. Just I watched those highlights probably just as much as the 60 point game highlights. Like it's it's only it's only a short clip, but that clip is is a lifetime of memory. Bro, it's just those one those guy. ten games alone um, was him just balling out because then he beat he destroyed the Hawks. He was beating yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's going mm-hmm. off scoring, scoring because again yeah, that, hey. that was a year seventeen Kobe. So that's the funny thing, and I I don't want to talk about Braun too much, but like year seventeen Kobe was also scoring twenty eight a game, and he was doing his thing. And it, it it's sad to see him tear his Achilles and then never really get back to shape because who would have mm-hmm. known what his next three years? He probably not to say they would have won anything. But numbers wise, he still would have been a top five player, and it, he would have been further up on the chain, you know, on the scoring list and everything else. And it's a shame that's how his career. That was the beginning of the end for him after that Achilles injury. Yeah. Hey, re- another real quick, though. I'm I just to let y'all know I'm on three percent, and I don't have any power in the house, so I got. I'm probably. Gonna- I feel it. we could probably just wrap it up then. Huh? Oh, don't worry. We're about we're about to wrap it up right now. Actually, um, this is the last thing. Uh. It's a like real quick transition just because talking about it. Uh real quick. I hate how Nike and sneakers ruined the uh Kobe week yeah, that's cool. this yes. week. Uh it ruined it for Kobe fans and I guess it made a good point for sneakerheads because those who bought it the system got what they wanted. The true fans didn't, so it's a lose lose for true fans and it's a win win for hype beasts and sneakerheads. Uh I don't yeah. like it. Nike's got to do No, because we talked Nike's about it before. Do you don't make money off a of hype. I understand supply and demand, and the more sought, mm-hmm. out, sought out it is, you know, the more you can sell out. But Nike's going to sell out regardless. No matter what, they're going to yeah. sell out regardless. So they should only put out more product for the, that way the fans can, you know, wear the shoes, and you're only going to make more money. So I don't understand why they don't value that yep. much. I mean, I understand, like, the undefeated release of special edition got it. But now normal colorways that people wouldn't buy, you know, wouldn't buy, you know, 10 years ago, people are selling it out and then reselling it for three or four times its value. And that's not what Kobe is. You know what I mean? Fan, that's like almost a fan exclusive shoe because it's not a Jordan. It's not Yeezy. People were buying Kobe's, but people weren't selling it out. And that way fans had the ability to get to them. It's not like that anymore. I hate that. Hey, hey, we talked about bought it so we can save save the episode before my phone died. Oh, I'm about to. All right, well, guys, thank yeah. you for tuning in. Uh, shout out Jabo for being here for us for 15 <laughs> minutes, but you know, we, be, we still, we still close yeah. it out. <laughs> nah, but uh, uh yeah, R- we good. RP Kobe, thank you for good listening. topics, uh, prayers, and uh, you know, positivity to uh, hope he's you know, recovering, getting better so he can tell his side. But uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all for listening. Peace, we out. Go.